Hey everyone, just wanted to take a minute here to uh, let you know that the music featured in our new I Was the Walrus theme is brought to you by DJ Cutman, uh, an incredible chiptune artist that I highly recommend you go check out. Um, we'll include a link to his SoundCloud on the show notes, and hopefully you'll be hearing more of his music throughout the show as we go forward. So just want to give a shout out to DJ Cutman and thank him for letting us use his music in our show. Better than silence. I'm Andrew Elkert. You can call me AJ. I'm here with Doug Coleman and Bren. Uh, I can't remember your last name. What's your last name, Bren? <laughs> uh, McCullough. <laughs> and Bren McCullough. It's not AJ's fault, actually. This is probably the first time they're actually talking to each other. <laughs> it, is, it is indeed, so this is going to be fun. Well, it's actually funny because the first episode with me and Bren is actually the first time I ever talked to Bren other than... Just uh, a message here or there on Facebook. We actually never m- knew each other before the podcast, so it's kind of funny how that worked out. It's pretty cool. Podcasts bring people together. Almost yeah. better than silence. Bringing friends around the world together. <laughs> Very long <Absolutely>. tagline. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, our our initial tagline was, but not quite. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, um, I guess, uh, there's some interesting shit going on these days. Uh, I don't know. Have any of you heard about this, uh, Microsoft Project HoloLens? No, I have no idea what this is. All right. So I recently just like saw uh, my mentor posted on Facebook and it's pretty much, it's like the future is now. There's, I haven't seen anything this jaw dropping in a long time. I've, I'm really excited for the potential of this technology has. But it's basically, it's like Google Glass on acid almost. Like pretty much imagine a, a, a visor that you put over your head and it literally, it's, and the project's called HoloLens. So you're assuming that it involves hologra- holograms. It does. And it pretty much, you put on this, this visor and you're immersed in this world of holograms. So basically you could have like your planner floating in midair, like maybe a, a foot or two away from your face and you can like, like, I guess, like, maybe even interact with it as, like, a tablet, almost. And the the, the commercial for the thing even made it seem like, all, like, TV monitors and stuff are going to be, like, like a thing of the past, because you're just going to have a hologram that represents the TV. So, that the, just the potential there is unheard of, and I'm sure that it's going to be met with a lot of skepticism already. Like, it just, it, it has me iffy but the fact that people are trying it and giving it like wired as a article that i'll put in the show notes but people are are talking about it and it's it seems like this is already a thing and it's just it's only a matter of time until it's available to the general public so that's yeah and the they you guys have to go check this out this this little they have like an advertisement like a i guess you want to call it a commercial just explaining the project and i don't think I can't even think of anything this uh monumental in technology. This is crazy. They have a they have a scene where they actually uh the guy sets up his um uh, the world he's working on in Minecraft in his living room. Exactly. So it's gonna make games that much more interactive. Wait till we have 
uh, HoloLens games that we could play. That's insane. And also, just another uh, ex- really exciting factor of this whole holographic visor um, idea is that um, for 3D modelers and designers, any kind of artist in general, your world just got uh, just got exponentially more. You you can the the creativity the, level is is boundless. Roof. Yeah, there's literally no limits and. And it's unbelievable. They literally in the in the advertisement show this one lady designing a motorcycle, for instance, and the it's just so. Uh, and I, you, AJ, and I happen to do some three D modeling, so we know what it would be like. And that just imagine to be able to have that much control over your model right in front of you and be able to manipulate it, and like you'd make the best results possible i am unbelievably more coordinated with my hands than i am with a mouse or a pen tablet it's unbelievable so i can't even imagine i would love to just get my hands like theoretically dirty with holograms it'd be fantastic yeah i it could be fun oh god where are you going with that brand (laughs) just (laughs) dirty with holograms like where do you go with that (laughs) course it's Modeling with your hands. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> the screens, though, that that's huge. You just pop the glasses on and you kind of look at a wall and you're like, all right, Netflix, you're on. And it throws yeah. the screen up. You can just literally make the screen as big as you want. Oh, and the other really exciting one was even just like um, just chatting, like a video chat. This lady's walking through her office and a hologram of like a, of a panel is following her. And it's like, it's like she's talking to one of her colleagues through this this visor it's just unbelievable it's literally i i just think it's gonna everyone's gonna have one of these visors on their head within a hundred years uh, or within less honestly but it's just crazy god forbid microsoft ever gets a hold of oculus rift as well somehow oh oof. It, yeah uh, you want us to talk about a scenario that leads to uh that leads to sword art online you're talking about yeah. that <laughs> that's a slippery slope yeah i don't mean to look a holographic gift horse in the mouth but you know <laughs> Like Oculus Rift and going way back, the Virtual Boy and, and just even the Xbox Connect and the PlayStation Move, we've we've seen a lot of these uh, images and a lot of these videos mocked up before that just seem like the future is here. Like this is Blade Runner, this is Mission Impossible level like technology, and you know it, it doesn't work out well. I for the life of me haven't can't even rem- yeah remember. The last time I heard anything about the PlayStation 4 move or anything about the Xbox One that wasn't a joke, like that wasn't sarcastic. Um, I, yeah. I am looking forward to this stuff, but it's sort of like cinematic trailers for video games. Like, you know, it's the polished video that they can manipulate and edit and change whatever they want to make it look the best. And I'd much rather see practical testing of it before I get too excited. Absolutely. And that's why the backing of Wired has me a little, like, it makes me think that it has some credibility. I wish the, I wish they would apply it to gaming though. I really would. Like, more so than just like Minecraft or simple, simpler games. Cause Minecraft isn't too simple. I mean, like, it's got advanced aspects to it, but I wish it would apply to more advanced games. I'm sure it will in the future. Like, first person shooters will be probably ridiculous having to actually hold your gun. Just virtually, like a hologram of your gun. Yeah, I think that's like the dream of where everyone wants games to be, is where you can actually stand in the shoes of the character you're playing as. But the first thought I had is with something like this, where it's a new technology, the first games would be like the first games were. Like, you put on the virtual goggles, and it would just be like 
Pong. Like, it'd be just very simple games because they have to start somewhere. Yeah, so now, I know what you mean. Now I'm just imagining, like, you put on the goggles and it's like, this is going to be amazing, and it's just like RuneScape or something, and it's just like, ugh. It's like, I can see it all first person, but it's, it's not much to see. Yeah, it definitely, it's, it's definitely going to be met with a lot of skepticism, but just the fact that they're even developing this kind of stuff is unreal. Oh, and I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say that this, you were saying how polished the, the, the advertising and how they have the ability to make it seem as best as possible. Yeah. Well, especially with 900, wait, no, $592 million in funding. So if they got that much in funding, I bet you they're not just like blowing smoke up everyone's ass when they release a video like that. It's funny. You mentioned Oculus Rift at one point, AJ, and I'm looking around my room and I see I have Google Cardboard. It finally came and I got, I finally got to have my experience with it. And I'm thinking about sharing it with you guys. Go ahead. What's that about? Alright, so, do you know about Google Cardboard, AJ? Because I can fill you in quick. Yeah, fill me in quick, because I have no idea. Yeah, and also, if any listeners are just joining us, um, Google Cardboard is a project that um, they want to be able to achieve virtual reality without having to break the bank and go out and buy the Oculus Rift, uh, for instance. So, some genius figured out, like, oh, well, everyone's got a phone, and these phones are certainly capable of the virtual reality experience, but... The way to accomplish this is to create an app that splits the screen down the middle, one panel for each eye, and then you just would need a device to situate it in front of your face at the right angle and through a lens and stuff. So Google made pretty much a a blueprint on how to create, a, cut out a cardboard device and fold it up into a way that you can put your phone into it. But it's it's really kind of complicated, so that's my first complaint, is that building these things isn't as easy as it seems. So I went ahead and just bought one of the pre-made ones. It, it was a, a kit to do it, and it was like 25 bucks. I was like, whatever. And I'm honestly, I would if you're going to do try to experience this, I would highly recommend that, because if you're going to go build it on your own, you're probably just going to get frustrated and give up. But um, And even still, so I get this thing, and the instructions are literally, there's no like words it's just visual and it's literally looks like it's done in like silver sharpie like thick sharpie so it's like it looks like crap i can't even understand the thing it's not like and there's nothing to read so there's literally these instructions are useless to me and i have this big like obstruction of cardboard that's not folded in the way i need it to be and i was like well what the fuck am i supposed to do with this so i'm thinking i'm gonna have to youtube how to put this thing together otherwise i'll never figure it out so I did, and luckily this guy had a nice video, and his. And once you once you figure it out, you realize that it's oh, it's not that complicated. But just like just looking at it though, from uh, like as the first like as an alien object, you're just initially like, what the fuck? How am I going to assemble this? It looks cool as shit. I'm looking at pictures for like what the model looks like once it's put together, and it looks pretty yeah. cool. Oh, it's definitely, and I got like this nice black one. I'll actually put pictures of me uh, wearing it and trying it out, but um. Yeah, so it's it's really cool. Once it's together, you put your phone in it, and it's situated in there, and you look through the lens, and oh my god, it's so cool. I have this one called the Hobbit Virtual Experience, and you can literally turn around, look up and down all over, and you're literally in Hobbiton. And like, I saw Gandalf like walking in the distance and like, at, like, and it like fades from scene to scene. So like the final scene is like Gandalf putting on a fire, a fireworks display. So that was awesome to just be able to like look up and actually see his fireworks. That was ridiculous. 
And then there's other ones, like there's an actual Google Cardboard app that comes specifically with um, a couple different ones to try. And let me tell you, those are really cool. I can't remember. I think the one was called a Windy Day or something. And that was just super cool. It's like almost like a Pixar little film that you're immersed in and you like literally like have to follow your character because like it's like a mouse and his his hat keeps getting blown off by the wind so you're like following his hat around like literally like looking all over the place so it really draws you in and it makes me think this is a really cool and exciting new media form and i'm i i just can't imagine how it's going to immerse people and it's just a it's the the poor man's way to achieve virtual reality hey i'm all for clothing rats (laughs) yeah yeah, I'm looking at pictures. I thought it was going to be like literally just a cardboard box and you just rubber band it to the, your head and put your phone in. But it actually looks like, you know, this is made out of cardboard, but it kind of looks like a viewfinder. Like, but exactly. Inst- instead of putting that, uh, disc of pictures in it, you just put your phone in the front and like slide that in. Exactly. That's, that's the perfect, um, way to explain it to someone who doesn't have a picture of it. And that's, yeah, and it's neat also because it has, like, it incorporates a magnet on the side, so you can, like, kind of pull down on the magnet and it'll, like, act as a selector for if you're, like, um, trying to do something in the app. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's definitely, it's totally worth checking out. I mean, and I, like I said, if you're going to attempt to build it on your own, best of luck. I'm sure you can do it. I just don't have that kind of uh, (laughs) patience. Yeah, I can't imagine it would be a... Wait, I don't know. How big is the the piece of cardboard they send you? Oh, dude, it's big. And it also has these, like, lenses involved and the magnet. So there's, like, there's some other things that I just think you're better off getting, like, the quality thing that I got. Because it, it makes the experience better. But another complaint, a very small one, it's not Google's uh, cardboard's fault, but it's uh, my phone's too big for this model. So when I look through it, it's slightly blurry because of the distancing. But if I were to put my girlfriend's phone in there, it's, it works perfectly. So, and that's another thing. I was maybe doing it for a good five to 10 minutes. After a while, you might start getting a headache or something. So I can't imagine doing it very long. Don't you hate it when you're too big to fit it? <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> so are they like developing more for this? Are people, you know, apps can become from third parties, but this seems like a very niche area. Like, can only Google make apps for this so far? No, I'm pretty sure on the Google Cardboard website, there's a section for developers, and it's something I would love to get involved in because you know it's going to blow up. So, I mean, this podcast, we should, once we're done making like a, a game and we have something under our belt, who knows? We should make a, a freaking Google Cardboard app. That'd be insane. <laughs> I just imagine like a walking simulator for someone with uh, agoraphobia. <laughs> and like see it through their eyes, and you're just like, uh, oh god, people, uh, and you're just like, oh, uncomfortable. <laughs> it's just a crowded street in New York City, and you keep bumping into things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some oh, guy no. jumps out. People are asking you for money. Oh Jesus! <laughs> well, that is what New York is like. Yeah. Oh man, we would sell like maybe four apps. No one would buy that. <laughs> yeah. You could do one where you put someone into like. The shoes of the victims in horror movies. Oh god. Where someone's coming at them with like all kinds of different like horrific items like chainsaws and meat <laughs> oh cleaners and shit. And you're like, oh my god. <laughs> that does sound horrifying. Or you like turn around and someone's behind you. Whoa, AJ, I think you're like onto something with like a a, a genre of horror for the cardboard, because that's I don't think that's been done before. Well you could just adapt like Outlast or um 
uh, amnesia into a. Uh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing though with these. With these, this cardboard stuff though, it's not like you can traverse these levels in any way. At least, at least to my knowledge, it's more or less you're planted still, looking around. Well, is that you could probably use the magnet as a form of a uh, movement. Yeah, that's what I want to accomplish, but I don't think anything has gotten that um, advanced just yet. So you said like the magnet just like switches slides or whatever. Yeah, for instance, in the actual Google Cardboard app, there's maybe like five or six little options that you can like you tilt the screen to cycle through them and then once you get to the one you want to select you just pull down on the magnet it's almost like you're like taking a picture kind of feeling it's weird so like um wait can you can you push up on the magnet too no in fact i'll um i'll just like take a picture of it it's more or less like it's like it's designed to be pulled down once and it will go back up to the position it was and then just that click kind of Yes, exactly. So it'll be like a, you pull it down and it'll snap back to where it was and that can you hold it down? Yes, but I'm not sure if there's, um, if that actually, if there's any apps that utilize that. Cause that would be, that would be probably the best way to do movement. If you hold Hold that down and you walk forward in, in your virtual reality. Sure. And you can still look around, but, and whatever way you're looking is the direction you walk. That's what I want to, yeah, exactly. And you turn around and there's obviously something behind you. Always See, that's, something behind you. Always. That's ridiculous. Dude, just like a troll face over your left shoulder or something. Oh! <laughs> 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 like, you oh, guys. Man. Oh god, I just imagined an app where it'd be like some sort of like ghost app where when you're wearing it, you only see some this creature when you're looking at something reflective. So if you look in a mirror, you see it behind you, but you turn around and it's not there. Oh, that's so good. Wait, we can't tell the world about our ideas, guys. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, it would be like, um, did you, did you guys get a chance to play the PT trailer for the oh, new Silent I, I've Hill? I've seen it. I will never play that game. <laughs> it's horrifying. Wait, what, what is this? It's terrifying. Um, it's, it's a game being developed, I forget by who, but I know it's, uh, incorporated with Guillermo del Toro. Oh, wow. The director. It's got some really horrific parts, and the worst part is none of the stuff in the trailer. It's a playable trailer for the new, um, shit. Can't remember the the game series. No worries. Oh, isn't it uh, Silent Hill? Yeah, the new Silent Hill game. Oh, what? Yeah, it's just a demo of it so far, and it's primarily one of those um, let's play games where it's not really great for the individual, but it's for people on YouTube who do Let's Play series. It's yeah. mainly for them to uh, help get viral attention to it. But it, it looks like Yeah, it's fucking freak out because it's completely ridiculous. Yeah, it looks like single-handedly the most terrifying thing ever. Like, I will never play that game. The, oh, God, now I, I really want to look at right, this. because I'm, I'm posting the, the trailer that you get for after beating the... Oh, Christ. It's, like, I don't, uh, I don't oh, have Norman Reedus for pi- uh, he, he, uh, he's playing the main character. Oh, yeah. The guy who plays Daryl in The Walking Dead. Oh, God. I'm just gonna skip through all the reading. It's yeah. kind of weird. The reading's weird. From what I've seen from the, uh, demo people have played, it's only like a single L-shaped, uh, hallway. And every time they get to the end of the hallway, they go through a door, and then they just restart at it's the a beginning loop. again. 
and it's just slightly different, and it just gets like scarier and scarier each time. It, it you don't know what you're doing because it took me it took me probably my brother came over and it took us collectively like 45 minutes. I had gotten to a point it taken me like half an hour to get to the point I was at. And then it took another 45 minutes for us to get the ending to actually happen because it's entirely random when the, when you get the ending. Oh, and God, you, uh, it's just like, ta- it's not really good. There's like a decapitated head in the bag that talks to you and there's a f- fucking fetus in the sink and a ghost that's just continuously haunting you. And that's just in the, like, and those aspects are just like the show what the game could end up having in its final version. It's not even like what it has. It, Dude, it's a story I, that's, that might not even be featured in the final version of the game. Interesting. It's just a little I, concept that the two, well, Guillermo del Toro is a fucking madman, so, <laughs> and he wanted to work on the game. Oh, and also, um, is it really Ko- called? I think Kojima's in there. Yeah, he is. I think I saw that. Um, is it seriously called Silent Hills? It, well, they think the S actually is going to be five, like a five. Okay, please, because that's just too silly. I, I, I wouldn't. That already makes me not scared. And that that trailer, unless I'd probably just have to watch it again, because I just watching it without sound, I was not afraid at all. No, you got to watch it with sound. Yeah, with sound okay. definitely. The sound uh, breaks it all together. The playable, okay, well, t- you can see on the side. There's little uh, pictures of the playable teaser. The one that says Playable Teaser Walkthrough Part 1 by IGN with the woman's face. Yeah, yeah. The two, there's two of them. And then there's a funny reaction trailer. Uh, it's just, um, it's terrifying. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not fun. Like, that's probably the least fun trailer I've ever played for a game. Like, I was oh, just scared God. the entire time. Jesus Christ. Well, that's what they want, so they're doing a good job. That's. <laughs> yeah, sounds like they're doing their job. All right, I definitely. Um, should I watch this with sound? Yeah, uh, you're gonna be scared out of your off your ass probably. Oh god, I'm still I'm scared. I'm playing, <laughs> dude. I can't imagine playing this on like a big 4K TV. I played it on like, my uh, dark 48 inch TV in the living room, and it scared the living fuck out of me. Yeah, literally. All right, all right. This isn't a joke anymore. That looks fucking terrifying. Oh boy. Ah, yes, the horror. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) They know know how to capture that element of holy shit. Like, I'm pooping my pants, literally. Dude, subtlety. It's it's fucking terrifying. Because it's like, these are are all the situations we've been in. Like, after you watch a a terrifying movie, and you're home alone, and you're walking around your house... And you're like, literally like, have a baseball bat and there's like nobody there and you're just freaking, and you'll like see yourself in the mirror and like scream or something like. Oh my god. Every goddamn time it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's subtlety in horror. I've heard someone say that jump scares in horror movies are the equivalent of fart jokes and comedies. Like, it's just cheap. Like, yes, it's effective, but it's just a cheap way of doing it. But yeah. this game, like, clearly utilizes the subtlety where you'll run through the hallway. 10 times and very small things will be changed if anything at all and then something bigger will be changed it's like oh god yeah and i definitely i don't play horror games because i'm uh what do they call it um a gigantic pussy <laughs> and i'm covering my face right now because this is terrifying oh god yeah i can't play those <laughs> games but i definitely appreciate them trying to be subtle about it and they're not just 
throwing in jump scares. Did you happen to see all the ghosts? I posted them in the Skype call, and they're just, oh boy. Yeah, I'm literally freaking the fuck out. I don't like this at all. But um, it's just, <laughs> it's so scary. <laughs> yeah, I just I implore our listeners, oh. don't click on the link. <laughs> don't click on this link the whole time. Oh my god. Uh, but um. Speaking of Resident Evil, though, the reason I even bring that up, though, is um, they basically have a, a HD remake of the first one on PSN for 20 bucks, and the graphics look incredible. And I don't know if either... Did any of you guys play that? Uh, I think I just played Resident Evil 4. I think that's the only one I actually played through all the way. Well, that one was really good, for yeah. sure. But uh, it's... I In all honesty, it doesn't compare to the first original classic game, and I even had it on PlayStation 1 in one of those giant PlayStation 1 boxes, like, and the cover art was ridiculous, and it was, like, the most, like, gory thing as, a, like, a, a young kid, like, but I loved it, and it was terrifying, because, like, the story... I don't know. I'm not going to go into it too much, but it's pretty much just, like, about the stars troop. It's, like, this police group that found out that... um there's like this mansion that, uh, there's pretty much uh, zombies are eating people and they're like, but they, it's not like necessarily known that like where the source of the zombies are coming from. It's kind of just mysterious. So this group of police officers like are investigating it in like in the woods and stuff. They're like, and it's ridiculous. Somehow like they get their helicopter takes off without them and they're like, they're, uh, stranded. And then all of a sudden these like hellhounds, these like, uh, zombie dogs start like attacking them. So they're forced to like retreat to this mansion and then they finally get inside the mansion and like the mansion is the source of the zombies pretty much and you get separated and have to delve into the mysteries and that game had a lot of awesome puzzle aspects and it was just a super fucking it definitely had its scary moments but it was also just a fucking incredibly fun game they had a remake on ds that i played that was super cool because it incorporated like different elements and stuff on how to interact but um i'm super excited for the PSN remake on PS3 because the graphics look ridiculous. And that, talk about a game that actually deserved uh, an HD remake. Like that game's graphics were terrible, and I can't wait to play it in modern like day standards. I actually just got the uh, the HD version. I pre-ordered it, and I got it. They came out on the twentieth. I haven't played it yet, but uh, uh, <laughs> the original one is known for some of the worst voice acting in the history of video games. Oh, of course. I, I didn't <laughs> even get to mention that. You're totally right. In fact, like, the very beginning, it was like, don't open that door! And all that kind of shit. And, like, uh, there's this character, Jill, and at one point, like, the, the Jill gets stuck in a room. Both doors are locked. You're like, what the fuck? And the ceiling starts coming down. And you're like, oh my god, what kind of fucked up mansion is this? I'm gonna get squashed to bits. And there's literally nothing you can do. Like, you have a shotgun, maybe, you can, like, try to shoot in the door. Nothing's helping. Like, you're not getting out. And then all of a sudden, like, you've been looking for this guy for, like, half the game, and all of a sudden he just happens to be on the other side of the door. He's like, oh, Jill, I'll get you out. And then he finally, somehow miraculously saves you, and it's, it's a classic line, like, you were almost a Jill sandwich! And it's like, Jesus Christ. I posted uh. the ten minutes of horrible voice acting from the first game. Oh, that's so funny, dude. Uh, dude, even just, well, I'm gonna have to post a link to, um, the, just the intro uh, of that game was so funny. Like when it's the like, guy it's like, yeah, it's real. It's real live. Like, um, what do you call live it? Action. Um, when, yeah, live action. Oh, so, God. but and, but it's like from like forever ago, dude. And it's so funny. The acting's terrible. These characters look ridiculous. It is so funny. Has there ever been a game with good live action like footage mixed into the game? Maybe something if it was like newer. I mean, I know they do it a lot with uh, some. RTS games, like, 
the Command and Conquer series. But I don't know if they've ever, like, if it ever worked. Like, it always you know, seems a bit corny and a little hackney. The only thing I can even think of and talk about corny is, uh, the original Mist game. They did it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they had moments where you could find, like, bits of, like, video or something, or, like, put in, like, there would be, like, a screen, and then it would, like, be, like, the creators of the game, like, use their own faces and stuff to, like, as, like, a character or something to, like, portray messages and stuff, like, to help advance through the game. It's such a vague memory. That's probably really, I'm sure some, like, Miss Fanatic's, like, he's fucking that all up, but I don't know. A mystic. Uh, (laughs) Nice. I I feel like a live-action, like, video is never a good idea, because most games try to be you know, realistic, at least graphic-wise. And then you get to a live-action footage, and it's like, hey, this is what real life looks like. Then back to our 8-bit game. Like, it just... It's just jarring. It emphasizes the graphical difference. Exactly. Is Oh, the first... One of the first lines in that game. Um, what was it? Uh, there are demons here. Ow! And the guy dies. <laughs> He's got, like, a huge... He's got like a a gory wound in his chest, and he shouldn't be able to talk at all. And that's his line. He he, he says that, and then he dies. Wait, which game? It's Resident Evil when he gets a, the guy gets attacked by dogs in the intro. Oh shit! Like, I don't remember that one. That's so funny. There are demons. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> There's like um, just really random random parts in that in that game. It's like, oh Jill, you're here too. Oh, Barry, you're here too. And they say like the same thing, but just oh, yeah. replace the names, and it's completely insane. The Jill Sandwich this... part is funny as hell too. Oh, this one that just rung another bell. The best, my favorite line from that game is like, "You, the master of unlocking," because <laughs> <laughs> he just addresses Jill as like the master locksmith for some reason, just because like, be the to player knows. <laughs> yeah. It's like a key. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow. I think uh, anyone could pretty much use that, Barry. It's like, Jill, the master of unlocking. It's like, <laughs> thanks for just filling me in on that. It's like in the towards the beginning, like uh, when he's like teaching her how to do things. Oh, and then there's uh, Rebecca Chambers is in it, too, and she's like a 16-year-old phenom or whatever. Oh, God. And she like looks like straight out of an anime. She's got like purple hair. Oh, Dude. boy. That was the debut for Wesker, if there's any uh, Marvel vs. Capcom fans. Like, yeah, dude, Wesker, what a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, and that's, what, that's when his whole uh, saga really starts. Yeah. Because he ends up being the overarching like villain for uh, the first like five games. Exactly, he's a total dick. He runs everything behind the scenes. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. Umbrella Company, they're so fucking terrible. Like, not really, it's Wesker. Dude. Exactly, and that's the thing. I want to love Resident Evil a lot, and I do, the game specifically, but when they made the movies, I was like, come on. I wanted the movies to be cool, but I I just did not like them at all. How, what are your guys' opinions on that? Uh, I didn't see the movie, so... I saw, I think, the third, maybe second one, and I was never a huge Resident Evil fan, just because I didn't get into it early, and by the time I found out about them, I, I figured it was too late to jump on the bandwagon, but... <laughs> But watching the movie, I was like, I, I, I see what they're trying to do. It doesn't make it good, but I can understand what they're trying to do. Coming from someone who grew up with that game series, like, they ruined it for me. Like, I was like, I never want to see those movies. That is just bullshit. It's nothing like what I expected. Like, why can't you just do a movie that's true to what the game's about? I guess they were trying to be um artistic and make it different but instead they just made movies that i could care less about and it's like why is that even associated with this 
Well, the director always tries to put his own twist on it, and then they also have to compress the story for time's sake. And, you know, is this element of the story really important, or was that just a game mechanic to teach the player how to play? So they'll take out those, and, you know, by the end of it, it is a drastically different story than the video game. But there, yeah. it still is a lot of, like, obvious changes that didn't need to happen. But see, for instance, I would have just loved a movie about the whole mansion experience done in quality. That would have been great. And, and on the flip side, though, we have, uh, there's a silent film, uh, silent film, silent hill movies. Uh, I, I, is there one or more? I, I, I know I saw the first one if there's not more, but that movie wasn't even that bad as far as like a game adaptation. It was okay. I'm sure some silent, true silent hill fans would probably be furious and be like, that movie sucked, but, I remember seeing it, and I wasn't too thrilled by it. Once again, it's a series I didn't play that all much. But it, it wasn't necessarily a video game movie. Like, it was based off the video game Silent Hill. Yeah. But it wasn't like, hey, we're copying the story, like, trying to do word for word of, like, the storyline. Like, they kind of just took the idea behind Silent Hill, and they're just like, this is going to be its own original thing, just with the same themes and some of the same characters from Silent Hill. But they weren't following the game storyline. They made up their own storyline, which was good. I still wasn't thrilled by the movie. I still don't think it's really yeah. that great. It's not good. It's not bad. But it's, I'd say, better than the Resident Evil movies for damn sure. <laughs> That's I mean, just me, though. You know, if we're talking about video game movies, it's definitely on the higher end of them. It's no Blood Rain or Super Mario Brothers, which are so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, or like... Uh, that movie was uh, amazing. Come on. Tell me you didn't glug at least five times after that. Super Mario Brothers? hit <laughs> The movie with uh, John Leguizamo? Yeah, I have the VHS tape and the DVD of it. <laughs> I continue to spend money on that movie, though I hate every minute of it. I, oh, I can't Jesus. wait till they release a Blu-ray edition of that, because that's only about to happen. Oh, God. I heard, like, t- uh, like two weeks into the movie, like everyone just started drinking on set because they knew how bad it was going to be. The guy <laughs> who played Mario actually just passed away. Uh, Hoskins. Crap. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins, yeah. Yeah, yeah I... he was in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, That was a great oh, movie. Oh, man. Oh. But he said he said Super Mario Brothers was his biggest mistake. Yeah, so does uh Leguizamo pretty much. He refuses to list it under his like uh his movies his <laughs> movies that he's done. Like I don't think he he wants it listed on like when he he's is on his resume, he never includes it. <laughs> and he's played a fucking sloth in three Ice Age movies, and he doesn't <laughs> and he doesn't list Super Mario Brothers. He was also clown in the Spawn movie. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh my god, that's wow. Yeah. Uh, I was actually looking at video game movies uh, today earlier to see what's coming out because I think it's all kind of agreed that they're all usually pretty terrible. Like there's oh, very with, few good ones, if any. In those, without a shadow of a doubt, that is uh, that's almost an understatement. But the one uh, almost an exception i would say the original like mortal kombat movies those no. were still fun those are fun dude okay. they're fun here's but a, they're not they're not good yeah here's an all. argument i have <laughs> i have with my friend all the time there's a difference between fun movies and good movies <laughs> like so i will right. say they are fun but i will never say those movies are good oh no, i would ne- yeah i have to agree it's not i would never tell someone oh go watch that it's good but if you want to have a laugh and you used to play mortal kombat that you, uh, you can't go wrong Oh god. I think they're going to try and reboot the series actually, the or the movie. Yeah, their Mortal Kombat has a they're making a new movie, I think. Well, that's a sin. I don't know. <laughs> it looks allegedly good, although that came from my brother and he can be biased at times towards things from his childhood. I don't know if the movie's actually had any uh 
photos or video out yet, but I know uh, uh, Machinima uh, did a YouTube series of Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat something. I forget the tag or the other name of it. But it was like they tried to make an almost realistic version of it where like Sonya and cop, uh, Sonya and Jax are actually cops and they're not like, you know, Jax doesn't have robotic arms. And that was really good. I know they did two seasons of that on YouTube. Like, uh, oh, where Jack was it like the story of how Jax gets his robotic arms? No, like the, it was kind of like a Chris Nolan take on it where they tried to make it as realistic as, realistic as possible. Like reptile, um, was a, person born with harlequin disease where he had like scales instead of skin and his eyes like inside out so he was just really mutated and uh interesting they had baraka instead of being a demon he was like a psychotic surgeon who like embedded all these blades into his own body like so they tried to make they tried to take the magical stuff out of it they made it more realistic yeah, and it was actually really good. And I know the second season was a tonal shift because the second season focuses more on Scorpion and Sub Zero, which is back in like feudal China, Japan, wherever they're supposed to be. Oh yeah, this so is a, what I posted um, is the trailer for Mortal Kombat X. Actually, which just came out. Yeah, I'm I'm watching it, dude. It actually looks interesting. I can't wait. I'll probably get it. Is this? It's not even. It's not live action. No, it's a fighting game. Oh, duh, dude. For some reason, I thought we were still talking about, I thought they were, you said they were making a movie. And I'm like, they, I'm watching this, like, is this going to be a movie? <laughs> <laughs> this could definitely well, probably be, they could probably make a movie where this is, that's what I was, this yeah, looks the quality. Cinematic, or cinematic as fuck. I know they're going to try to remake the movie, like they're going to try and start them up again. Cause I'm seeing a list of like future video, future movies based off video games. And there's a lot more than there used to be. Uh, like what? Well, I know. Apparently, they made Heavenly Sword into a movie, which I heard nothing about. Are you serious? And that was one of the PS3 launch titles. That was like a God of War clone. Yeah, I remember seeing that when it came out. I never played it, but there's a movie. That's so unreal. Yeah, it's, it was digital and some the- uh, some theater releases like regionally, so it wasn't worldwide. But um, looks like they're going to do another Hitman movie. Surprise, surprise. They're usually. Mediocre at best. Now, you, is Timothy Oliphant gonna retain his? I think he was he played Hitman before, didn't he? Oliphant, yeah, like the like from Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, he's Uh-oh. actually just a giant a giant elephant that they uh, superimposed into a suit. That's what makes him a great actor. No, everyone can see past the physical abnormalities of him being a giant <laughs> elephant monster. Like we figured, we just give him a fair shake, but then he uh, completely nailed it. <laughs> but uh it looks like they're gonna do a Ratchet and Clank movie, a Warcraft movie. Oh god. They're... Really? Yeah, I have I, a problem. I, think, I was just gonna say, I think the movie industry has literally been like, We're out. We have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the writers of the of the past are all dead and we just we don't have anything. Let's just like literally start digging through the 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 libraries of old shit that we can either revamp or or, or a video game. Yeah, Timothy Alfound played uh, Hitman. Yeah, I know Warcraft's been in production for a while, and it's it's a very uh, ambitious goal to make that whole thing into a single movie. But they actually have a release date for it now. It's March eleventh, two thousand sixteen. But oh wow, the one that bothers me, uh, I think the most. Well, maybe not the most because it's a long list and we just started. Um, <laughs> but one that bothers me a lot is they're going to try and make an Uncharted movie. Uh, and to me, 
the Uncharted movie is Indiana Jones. And the, yeah. <laughs> and the good Indiana Jones video game is Uncharted. Like, they're, they're the so same that was thing. The whole point of Uncharted was to make, like, take a character like Indiana Jones. Apparently, he, like, pulls a lot of his, like, his influences also from, like, um... Harrison Ford? Her- well, yeah, Harrison Ford. It also, um, hard, you ever see Hard Boiled? No. Or, like, the, um, no. the, uh, police, like, drama kung fu movies? I think it's uh, Chow Young Fat is the name of the guy. Oh yeah, I know of him. I've never seen hmm. the movies. He uh, he, I think he takes a he takes a lot of influence from him too, because of just because of his like the way they're like parkouring and shit and like doing all kinds of crazy moves to get places. Yeah, and they everyone's like, oh well, Tomb Raider's just the the new Tomb Raider's just a uh, female version of uh, Uncharted. Uncharted. It, it totally I is, it was, and I love I it. it was, fucking amazing though oh me too it was so a wonderful game i actually think i mentioned it maybe not on one of these episodes but that game is totally worth the playthrough it's just super the cinematics and everything it's it's just really dark and gritty for a tomb raider i mean the name tomb raider it's like i never really expected it to be like oh shit i'm raiding some fucking tombs for real and (laughs) everyone just like like, they uh they immediately connect that to like pointy boobs and the nude hack for yeah exactly uh, from from forever ago. I think I might be in the minority of this, and I didn't really enjoy the game that much. <laughs> they <laughs> the re-released it, actually, for the for this recent generation of consoles, PS4 and uh, Xbox One. And uh, yeah, I, I liked... got the definitive edition for it, and I liked it just as much, because I originally played it on the 360, but I have a PS4 now, and uh, okay. I played it on there, and I liked it a lot. Uh, nice. I thought it was good the first time I played it, but I don't know. I think it's probably it's probably a game that's uh, polarizing. Yeah, I know. I got it on Steam. It was on sale, and I got it for fifteen dollars. I remember after playing it, I was like, "Yeah, fifteen is a good price. Definitely not sixty. Yeah, it was just it was weird because it went from like the beginning of Lara Croft's story to like she's going on a trip with friends, and then you know they end up in this horrible Bermuda Triangle situation, and then by the end of it, she's a yeah, by the end of it, she's a full-fledged mercenary who's, like, murdered half a country's worth of people, and, like, <laughs> nothing can stop her. Like, she'll fall down a shaft and, like, be impaled on, like, a stalagmite, and then, like, she sleeps by a campfire and it's better. Oh, yeah, better she'll just... It. And she's like, what the... Like, this girl is, like, maybe a sophomore in college. Like, how the hell is she doing all this? Like, and then there's, like, like towards the end of the game, like, one of your friends dies, and she's, like, crying... She's like, oh my god, I can't believe he said. It's like, bitch, you slaughtered an entire race of people. <laughs> like, you have committed genocide on this island. Like, yeah. and you feel bad because the one dude you knew died. Oh, uh, Alex. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> spoilers. Spoiler alert. Oh god. <laughs> I don't know. I I didn't pay attention to that game. Alex, the dude with the glasses. The, yeah, he's the dude. He's like the nerdy guy in the group that yeah. had the crush on her and he like does uh does something really stupid he goes to like the cut off half of their ship by himself to try to get like tools or something to get the toolkit and you go there and he's got himself like pinned underneath like a bar and he's got people shooting at him but like that's the thing they even say that in the game like oh alex that was dumb that you tried to do that by yourself laura croft has done literally everything single-handedly up to that point and whenever <laughs> they have something to do they're like 
oh, we need to go get this one tool from the jungle. Oh, do you want to send the giant Samoan guy with, like, the two machine guns in to, like, do it? It's like, no, we'll send the tiny British girl who's never left the country in by herself with, like, a toothpick. Like, she'll do that. She's got, like, a fucking climbing axe and a handgun and a bow and arrow. Like, we'll send her in there. She's got this. Yeah, high expectations. Exactly. That's kind of like what always took me out of the game. It's like, why, why am I doing this? Like, I think they'll talk more about it though. Like, they'll talk, they'll talk more about it because she has been specially trained like her entire life because her parents were both like adventurer types. So, like, that's the thing they kept saying, like, oh, you're a croft, like it's in your blood. And it's like, if you gave me backstory, but it's not that she was a girl that I thought she couldn't do it. It's that. To my knowledge, she's just been in school her whole life. Like, sure. I don't know anything else about her besides she studied her whole life for this trip. So it's like, why would I think she could climb a 500 foot telephone pole and radio a plane to rescue them? And like, yeah. And I, I get it too, because I was going to say, well, just judging by the fact that all the other games she was in, but isn't this more or less like a prequel to all of those? Yeah. It's, um, I I keep posting a shit ton. I have, there's a shit ton of YouTube videos. The last one I posted, um, <laughs> the last one I posted is the trailer to the new Tomb Raider that's coming out following that one, and it's the events oh. after that. But now she's back in society. Oh well, when is this getting released? Uh, I think this year. Oh my god, that's exciting! It looks. I mean, like the CGI was always amazing, and the overall graphics of the game were really well done. Oh, sure. I love the environment and everything. That's what I mean. It's funny. I'm glad we actually have both sides of the story so we can get uh, you and me like talking how much we like it and then <laughs> getting his his like input. Because, no, that's like that's what I mean. Everyone who listens might not always agree with us, so that's awesome to be able to get both sides of it. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan about it. I, the, it was beautiful. The graphics were good at times. Like, during the cinematics, it was very good, but then at times I've noticed it got very just gross and like blended together that might have been my game but also it gave the illusion of an open world but to me it was just uh a rail game like you had the whole island and the whole area you could walk around in but when you actually walked around like you could only go like 20 feet to either side you couldn't actually explore the whole thing yes no i noticed that too it was a false open world game exactly it's an e it's an e3 game it's a game they show at e3 where it's like look how amazing it is but you can only walk on this strict path yeah that's exactly so it kind of makes it almost like not linear but you know what i mean it's a rail game there were a shit ton of collectibles in that game too that kind of pissed me off like little tiny gps uh, caches that you're trying to find and they're literally just a little blinking light that's sitting on the ground and you have to you have to pretty much find the treasure map for each area or else you're not going to find them because it's impossible yeah, they do the same thing in every Assassin's Creed game now. It's like, collect 400 of these. It's like, oh, why? Do I get an upgrade? It's like, nope, you get an achievement, and that's it. You get the achievement, and then hopefully you'll be able to get the 100% achievement, which there's like, uh, talk the, there's like some fucking bullshit achievement where you talk to everyone <laughs> at every point you can talk to them, and I didn't do it on my first playthrough, and I was like, Oh, I was like, <laughs> I had to play through this entire game again and talk to everyone. Oh, in Assassin's oh, Creed? Man. No, or in, in T- Tomb Raider. Tomb there's Raider? an achievement to talk to everyone. And I was like, at every possible moment you can talk to someone in the party, you have to talk to them. And I was like, oh, no. And uh, I got to I... the end and I was like, you know what? I missed like three of them the entire yeah, game. I think there was one similar to the first Assassin's Creed game and I missed like one scene and I was just like, God damn it. Like, 
one. Yeah. That's a that's bullshit. It, but speaking of which, Assassin's Creed is also supposed to have a game coming out uh at the end of twenty sixteen. Oh, surprise, surprise. No, I mean it has well, I don't know. When was the last one they released? The last game? Yeah. The last game was Unity, which wasn't that long ago. That was like months. what, the four player one? Yeah. <laughs> the four player co op with no story at all. Interesting. And it's like but, in France, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it basically and, like a continuation of one of the other games? Uh, I don't know. I know it's during the French Revolution, so it's a different time period than the other games. But in this one, since there's no main character, like there's no, at least as far as I know, there's no real story. It's just like there's no one to play as in the game. You're just four generic dudes. Like none of them have personalities or an individual story. Then again, I haven't played, so this might just be speculation on my part. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. I played. I think I've played a couple, a couple of uh, moments in the in the game series overall. Like I played some of three a little bit, but uh, overall I haven't played that much of the game series, so can't really speak on it. Yeah, I'm just interested because I know Michael Fassbender is tied with the movie rights. Oh and, shit! Yeah, and I just have no idea what's going to happen because that the story for Assassin's Creed just gets so convoluted and so batshit insane so fast. Yeah, after the first one, I kind of just, it goes downhill. Like, with the second one, they started, like, a secondary trilogy that runs tangent, but, like, also at a, like, kind of, like, at a T with the yeah, series. There's, yeah, there's, like, a trilogy just for the second one. Could you play as that character three in three different games? Because he was, like, the favorite, he was, like, one of the favorite characters in the entire series. I mean, at that point, he was... The only character besides the, the first game, and the first game was just so redundant yeah. that I think people hated it right off the bat. So it's like, he was the only character to like at that point. But if if we can talk back about the films, just seeing this list, I'm getting more and more angry as I scroll down. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to that. I can't contribute anything when it comes to Assassin's Creed, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. But there's, you know, once again, another Resident Evil coming out. No surprise. Yeah, not excited. No. Even though I love Resident Evil. But then there's like Metal Gear Solid, uh, a Tomb Raider reboot, a Mass Effect, a Deus Ex Machina. Like these are games with huge stories to them. Mm -hmm. The thing that pisses me off is there's apparently an Angry Birds, uh, Temple Run, and a Cut the Rope game coming out. Dude, oh my god, and the Angry Birds one, I remember on an episode of fucking Comedy Bang Bang, uh, Freaking Michael Sarah was teasing about like, oh, I didn't get the role for the Angry Birds game, uh, for the Angry Birds movie. And I'm thinking to myself like, oh, they're just, that's this hipster comedy for you. But then it turns out there actually is an Angry Birds movie being made. I, I don't get it. Like, or the cut the rope, which like Temple Run is essentially just Indiana Jones. It's just the scene when the ball is chasing him. Like, I guess you could flush out a story out of that if you really pulled it, but cut the rope is there's a piece of candy on a rope, and you cut it, and then you feed a little monster. Like, where's there the... St what? How do you... Oh, God. I'm getting angry. Yeah. No, I hear you, dude. It's like, literally, how do we turn this simple concept into a two-hour-long film? I, I don't get it. It's just dumb executives trying to ride on the coattails of the popularity of certain apps. Like, that's... Uh, and they're just wasting their money on something they could spend it on something better all i'm seeing is bren's face but like it's that jackie chan meme like just be, ah! 
<laughs> oh, what the uh, fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might have to start drinking again. This is I, I've been drinking, so I don't know what you guys have been doing, because that's my go-to during podcasts. <laughs> Were you on Google when you looked up video game movies? Uh, maybe. Because it's literally, like, it has a scroll that says movies frequently mentioned on the web, and it's literally all of these really fucking shitty video game movies. And oh, I'm just on the Wikipedia. Dead or Alive had a movie. Oh, uh, yeah. oh my god. The original Street Fighter in 94 was actually really good. I enjoyed that. With Van Damme. Advent Children was good, but that was because it was all CGI. You really enjoyed 94 Street Fighter? I did. I, enjoy, uh, I enjoyed Van Damme Super Mario as Brothers. American. I thought it was funny. Oh, God. <laughs> it it was just like so weird bad. because he's super not American. Like, he's super un-American. He's super Austrian. <laughs> I heard you mention Advent Children. Now that one I can back. That is fucking cool. And yeah, it's CGI though. That's the only thing. Like all, a lot of oh, the other yeah. ones are uh, live action. Um, but there's a CGI for Resident Evil, and I'm pretty sure that wasn't that. Great. No, uh, the generation was actually really good. Really? Yeah, okay. It was a I'll, I'll give it another try. It completely tied in uh, four and five. Well, then completely, but it. It was like the in-between between Resident Evil 4 and 5, and it made it seem... It was more coherent, because 4 to 5 is such a huge jump in terms of, like, what's actually happening. Because 4 is just like, oh, yeah, we're, like, in the middle of the... We're in the middle of uh, Spain. And then 5 is like, now we're in Africa, and everything's yeah. hitting the fan. Wesker's got every virus ever, and he's combined them all into a super <laughs> virus, which is his entire goal was to make a super virus out of the G, the T, uh, the parasite that you fight in 4, the um, the Plagas, he takes a sample of that, which is Ada's, like, these are all incredible spoilers, but Ada, <laughs> <laughs> Ada's working for Wesker, and she um she is getting samples of every virus and all the different things that are going on. And uh, he combines them all, and then he injects himself with it, and he he is built literally to adapt to all of these viruses and to get yeah. the best out of them. He isn't that the end of five? Yeah, he gets thrown into a volcano when you Chris punches a rock and then uh throws him into a volcano. Basically, that's yeah. how he dies. He he fucking falls in a volcano. Oh, uh, speaking of volcano, dude. All right, I'm, I'm we're running a little long, but I think can we do a round of I was a walrus since we got three of us? All right, I don't know. Sure. I don't know what that is. It's a conversation game that we play on the on the show, and I, since you don't know, I'll let you play. And Bren's actually the running champion, so it's like <laughs> a good opportunity for you to face him. But um, so the idea is it's uh pretty much similar to rock paper scissors shoot, but uh you pretty much both come up with three nouns, and they have to be pretty much badass. Like that's the classifying. Like that's what makes. Your, your noun has to be badass in order, like, so, for example, in, like, previous episodes, uh, Matt has said, 
fried eggs and Bren has said, uh, what was it? Jake the dog. And then I'm the judge and they say it at the same time. And then I have to pretty much judge which one is the winner. And it's pretty much based on whoever the, the judge is. And we can rotate who the judge is through as we go through the show. But for now, uh, um, I'll just judge. And so, yeah, I guess we do it in three rounds. And I pretty much say one, two, three, shoot. And then uh, you guys both say your noun. And then I kind of weigh it in. And then w- w- hopefully it gets to three rounds. You could technically win in just two. Yeah, it's basically who would win in a fight. And then you just, two people come up with uh, ideas. Fried eggs. <laughs> I was thinking to try and narrow it down to make it a little more um, easy for the two people. What if we just did video game characters? That oh, wow. That, well, that, we could do that specifically for this episode. I don't want to narrow it down for that for every episode. Okay, because I'm just listening back. It's just like Machete versus Bing. Like It's just so yeah. two different things that's yeah, well, hard to think of. Well, that's another thing. I necessarily, I'm not sure even that it's up in a fight even it's to this point it has been it's been like yeah bilbo baggins versus abraham lincoln and stuff like that but i think it's more or less which noun is more badass so you could technically say volcano versus like an ice cream sandwich and then that boils down to me because if i like ice cream sandwiches more it's like oh shit ice cream sandwich like but i don't know i still i'm not sure i'd probably go with volcano because that's pretty damn awesome what's more badass is matt picks like all this like logical stuff yeah. Oh, yeah. no. He was he was going more for Fried the wall effect. Yeah, he was he was going for the silly stuff. Bing dot com and like yeah, he was just he was just trolling, which is funny. So he didn't. <laughs> but I don't think it's a good strategy if you want to win. So anyway. <laughs> all right, all right. So yeah, I guess we'll we'll get this show on the road. Round one. Um, are you guys ready, or do you need some time? I'm ready. I like the sporadic of it of like not being ready and like you have to come up with it within exactly. five seconds. That's- that's what I mean, too. It, that makes it funny, too, because it might not be badass. It could be just a random-ass noun, and it, it'll just fried eggs. Yeah. Can it, it's be a people, too, right? Oh, yeah. Proper nouns. Anything noun. Okay. A people, person, place, thing. All right. I'm good. All right. All right, guys. Round one. One, two, three, shoot. Solid snake. Raiden. Okay. Totally missed it. Uh, Raiden. And I said solid oh. snake. Oh fuck! Oh wow, dude, that's a tough one. Uh, holy shit! I wasn't shit. expecting him to go with another one. <laughs> I'm glad you guys both went with video game characters because that really that one. Ooh, people are going to be mad at me for making this decision. I'm not sure. That's gonna. This is tough. I've really. I'm. I I know both characters are equally capable of fucking someone's day up, but I think I'm going to go with Raiden. Simply because of his electrical, his electricity, his power over electricity, and his fucking sharp ass hat, <laughs> I just, I just know he's gonna win, dude. He, he, I wouldn't want to fucking fight him. I wouldn't want to fight Solid Snake either. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, I think <laughs> round one goes to Bren with that one. That was that was a tough one. That was really tough. The God of Lightning or a Snake Plus, uh, Snake Pluskin clone? Yeah, yeah, the guy who uh, was it based off of a uh, Escape from New York? Yeah, Snake Pluskin. Oh, so that's good. The, like, so good. That's the character's name. They didn't even change the animal. They just went with Snake again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> lazy. And then they, like, what, they uh, throw in Iroquois, and in, like, what, the first one? They say, well, he was, like, supposed to, like, what his, his fake name is, is Iroquois Pluskin. 
Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, like, that's, his, that's that. his full name or something. Oh, jeez. Those <laughs> movies are just... I haven't seen them in a long They're just junk food movies. They're just ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Well, we got one nothing. Uh, AJ, you got to get this one to stay in. Uh, we got round two. I'll give you some time, but uh, let me know when you're ready. Ready. All right. All right. Round two. One, two, three, shoot. Zidane. Oh, shit. What was yours, AJ? Zidane. From oh, Final Fantasy from- Nine. Oh, you're yes. playing favorites, you I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is the strategy, dude. Oh wow, because yeah. Oh wow, that's tough because I am partial. Uh, I personally think Spawn would win, absolutely win, and <laughs> yeah, Zidane and him because Zidane is just a little bitch, but I just love him because I love that game. Uh, a furry with daggers or Hell Spawn. Yeah, or like a no, trained right. ex assassin who dies and goes Wait. to hell and then comes back as a superhero. And then kills well, the devil and God, I think, at one point. <laughs> well, what if Zidane was a Super Saiyan all along? He ends up being well, now one we're... at the end anyway, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, now <laughs> we're crossing universes. I know, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, I almost uh, no, have power gonna glove, get... so you're lucky. <laughs> I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm going with Spawn on this. This is the first uh, shutout. Sorry, guys. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was that was fun, though. I'm glad we got to fit this in. Uh, thanks for playing, guys. And yeah, Bren, 2 nothing for the road, so... Next time we play, I should say myself, because clearly I'm the best. <laughs> Honestly, one of these, uh-oh, uh-oh, one of these days you're going to have to be the judge, cause so I can get in on this. <laughs> but that's how we play. I was the walrus. Yeah, I think we got a good episode, guys. I think um, I think we should wrap it up. Uh, any last words or thoughts? Uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter. You can email suggestions. Uh, what's our email again? Uh, almost better than silence at gmail.com. And ABT Silence on Twitter. Yes, absolutely. You can uh, use the Twitter handle ABT Silence or just go to twitter.com slash ABT Silence. Mm-hmm. Same with our Facebook, too. We're all over the place trying to... <laughs> yeah, totally ask us questions and shit, and we'll answer them on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and before I th- forget, we did get another r- rating. Yeah, shout out to this guy. One sec. Because, oh, this is our, one of our best reviews, too, and it's and it's somebody I don't know. I, I don't recognize it at all. Feel free to send in any questions. I don't know about the other guys, but I'll answer completely honestly, whether you want to hear that much detail about my life or not. <laughs> Alright, here, I, f- I finally got this. Alright, so, um, oh, dude, we have two more. Shout out to, uh, two people who gave us, re- uh, five star reviews and a rating on iTunes. We have Neomav, uh, he gave us the review. It is great to hear people talk about games who have an inside perspective about what goes into making them. It is a fresh take on the traditional fan service of a lot of video game podcasts. The general tech talk is always interesting as well. Can't wait to see where it goes in the future. Thanks so much, man. Really, can't appreciate it anymore. That that's uh, it's nice to hear someone enjoying the show. Absolutely. One more uh, review. We got another five star from the Gaspacho de Tapo. All right, I'm gonna Gaspacho de Gestapo. Gestapo. Yeah, yeah, they said it. I can't pronounce it. I'm sorry. Gaspacho Gestapo. Yes. Um. Uh. But his his review is great. It says not your average gaming podcast. 
The hosts offer unique and interesting perspectives on a variety of topics, not just limited to gaming. If you're a fan of anything nerdy, this show will keep you entertained, informed, and dying for the next new episode. Keep up the great work, guys. Wow. I'm just trying not to laugh because all I imagine is German police kicking in someone's door and be like, where's the, uh, where's the gazpacho? And it's just a <laughs> bowl of soup hiding in the attic, like trying to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks so much, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.